3D printing technology is pushing the limits of customization, bringing ease to surgical planning and making predictable outcomes. If you are a surgeon wanting to make lives better, you are in the right place. Welcome to the Surgeons in 3D Printing podcast. And now, your host, Dr. Ruchi Pathak Cole, to take you on this beautiful journey. This podcast is being sponsored by Reconstructive Healthcare Solutions Private Limited, a consulting and services provider for medical 3D printing in India. We are there in the Indian Institute of Technology, New Delhi. We are a spin-off of research done at All India Institute of Medical Sciences, New Delhi. If you are struggling to make any decision on implementing 3D printing to your clinical practice, department or a hospital setup, connect with us on a call for 30 minutes of free consultation. So, book your call and we will help you overcome your challenges. Welcome to the Surgeons in 3D Printing podcast and today I have very special guests from Barcelona. I have with me the Head of Imaging Department, Innovation, Research and Quality at Sejot of God Hospital Barcelona, Dr. Joseph, and Arna Walls, who's an engineer at the Innovation Department and a co-director at 3D Expert. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Richard. Yeah. So it's, it's a pleasure to connect. Finally, we've been talking to each other for the last almost two years, I should say. And finally, we connect today. Um, I would like to ask you, what is your role? I mean, my listeners should know what your role is in the hospital with, for Dr. Joseph and for Arno. So let's start with uh, Dr. Joseph. Well, I, in fact, my, my role is uh, I have part-time is uh, in the diagnostic imaging department as a head of the area. And uh, I'm a neuroradiologist. So part of my time is dedicated to clinical assessment of uh, imaging in, in neuroradiology in pediatric area. Then I have a part in, in, in the support of, the, of the, all the management of the department but uh, in, in radiology, but also I have a, a part in innovation and, and research area. And this is uh, through uh, some different um, uh, projects, uh, some national and international projects. And one of these projects is uh, Expert 3D that we will talk later. And also uh, I'm, I'm a part of the 3D department who is led by Arno. Wow, amazing. So Arnaud, partially it has been said, but please introduce yourself. <laughs> Thank you, Richie. Um, well, it's first, it's an absolute pleasure to be here. Thank you. And uh, from my side, I have to say that uh, we, we share many projects with, with Joseph in terms of research. So my role in the hospital is in innovation and research, leading national and international uh, research project or European projects. Uh, but also I, I dedicate part of time, as Joseph said, in coordinating the 3D planning and surgical planning unit uh, of the hospital and co-director of the postgraduate course in uh, medical image post-processing with Joseph, Expert 3D. Right. So I know that you're doing an amazing job. I've been following that. But before that, I'd like to ask you, what was the most interesting area of 3D printing that you came across? What brought you closer to 3D printing? So Dr. Joseph. 
Well, for me, the, there is a part that uh, I, I always loving is, uh, and uh, we are pushing uh, to do more and more is that uh, the biomodels in vascular imaging. Why? It's uh, because uh, it's part of my uh, ancient history as a neuroradiologist. And uh, I always push uh, are now in, in and, uh, all the team <laughs> to do the best biomodels because uh, just imagine and in, in a hospital, one uh, important area is that uh, cardio. And you can imagine that uh, cardiolo uh, uh, congenital cardiopathies are, are uh, amazing uh, diseases extremely difficult to understand in the in, in base of the 3D uh, uh, relation between uh, the cavities. And this is an interesting part to, to study. And uh, it's also related with another part that we are trying to push more and more, that this is uh, the computation of uh, biomodels and uh, flow models. And this is a, an, an area that it's interesting. Uh, but uh, in fact, uh, I love... Uh, the application of 3D in, in any uh, in any plan, not just from printing, but also from uh, virtual reality, and, and also for uh, just for uh, the classical 3D radiologist uh, imaging, such as volume rendering or surface SSD. Uh, this is a part of uh, our uh, last experience uh, as a radiologist. So uh, we we deal with 3D uh, last 20 years. So. It's part of our, our daily routine, and uh, that's that's interesting for us. Yeah, wonderful. For Arno, what is the interesting part for you? I'm sure it will be a little different. <laughs> yeah, I would say that uh, coming from a technical engineering background, uh, seeing that the merge of knowledge from clinical side and technical side and bringing our knowledge to the table can solve real on med needs. And, and for that, I think technology like 3D printing uh, helps a lot on personalizing treatment to each patient needs, creating patient-specific tools and giving the surgeon and, and everyone a, 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 a something in which they can practice and train uh, with all their senses, also in the tactile, uh, not only in a visual way. So I would say that this merge between knowledge and, and solving real ailment needs with such a technology. If, if I can add something, it's, 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 this is uh, very interesting. It's uh, just some, some points. It's uh, the, the 3D interpretation of image. And uh, uh, this is very interesting. It's not, not all the uh, people is uh, prepared and has experience in, in the interpretation of the position of uh, the tissues. And uh, as Arnaud said, just it's, it's extremely interesting important uh, that the Disney technology to understand uh, the position and the, and the relation between uh, the, these uh, images. And the, the, the second part is just adding more information is that just remember, and you as a surgeon, you know that there is a skill and a, a tactile, yes. a tactile yes. memory. And this is very important in, in some cases in patients uh, that you need to uh, re to prepare your hands, your brain, your motor, your, your motor area, uh, to your 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 memory. Uh, just trying with uh, the printed models, and uh, it is is 
these two areas are, are extremely important nowadays in the personalized medicine. Yeah, definitely. It gives you a lot of preparation before you actually are in front of the patient. And as you said, for congenital cardiac anomalies, it's so complex and it brings a lot of simplicity with respect to the models when you see them actually. Right. So how did you come together? I mean, you're an engineer, you're a doctor, and how did you kind of, where did you meet? How did you come together? <laughs> you are asking for our love story, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly, your love story, yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, I, I, I have to say that from a radiologist's point of view, uh, you know, uh, we always have a ha half of, of our brain and half of or hair is is part technical and part yes, clinical, yes. so it's 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 quite easy to to be in love with an engineer. <laughs> True, <laughs> I can. Maybe maybe, maybe the, the most interesting part is uh, if I now explain the history of the department, 3D department, because in fact I am just uh, started uh, four years ago in the hospital, but uh, the the history starts before my arrival. Okay. So maybe yeah. now. Well, I think that's, that's a story of not only a, a radiologist and, and a, a technical engineer, which uh, it is also, but also <laughs> surgeons and, and other people, uh, experts in simulation. And um, it, we started in 2013 with the first really complex case of a neuroblastoma, an oncologic case, that a surgeon, in that case, Lucas Crowell, needed more information to know the relation in the anatomy of the patient. And, and with that... Uh, we, uh, together with a uh, university here, Technical University, Polytechnical University in Catalonia, developed the first patient-specific uh, anatomical model uh, to see the anatomy of the patient and see if that can work. And after that, the amount of cases that we had, as it was a success, start to increase and the demand start to increase. So we decided with this multidisciplinary team, with Josep, with uh, the surgeons, Lucas Crowell, Josep Rubio, and Marta Ayaz and uh, others, uh, people from simulation, people from financing in the hospital, create a, a multidisciplinary group that can define which is the best model of implementation of a 3D planning unit in a hospital. And that's how it was uh, born, the 3D unit, in the 2015-2016. Right. Amazing. That's an amazing love story. Well, but then what were you doing before that? Like, you know, were you completely into the technical background and uh, engineering aspect? Um, before that, I, I was doing research and innovation in digital uh, medicine in the, in the hospital, um, applying, right. applying my technical background in, in, in this area, which is amazing. Amazing. Right. So, so perfect. I, I totally love the story because it makes sense and it, it actually impacts all the specialties. That's something very important because holistically it is impacting a lot of patients across uh, different specialties. Now, how did you come up with 3D expert? Because I understand you were helping patients. And so how did you come up with the next step? Because I think coming to the academic uh, structure of the course and all of that part comes after you had a good amount of experience and stuff like that. So yeah, do tell about that as well. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's a great question. Uh, and, uh, but uh, we, uh, we discuss a lot of uh, why we decide to, to start uh, to creating uh, expertise and that's, that's clear. Uh, once we start to uh, rise the, the department with uh, all the professionals that has experience, as, as I've now said, uh, the surgeons, 
uh, engineers uh, dedicated to, 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 the, to the planning and printing, also the economical area, radiology. Uh, it, we uh, we uh, analyze and we 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 found that there, there is a there, there is a lack there is a gap of uh, uh, not just uh, not not really knowledge but uh, there is a, a need from a translation of uh, uh, languages we 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 needed to uh, identify a common language. Uh, for the clinic, clinical and from the engineer part and for, from the radiology part, uh, because we we saw that there is a sub optimization in some processes uh, uh, um, if we do not do that. Uh, so uh, the idea to create the course was really to create uh, these skills, basic skills from different backgrounds, from radiologic imaging area, from surgical area and from engineer, to put a, a tabula rasa of uh, a, a, a base of knowledge in 3D, starting from the uh, beginning from the process. That means understand the clinical need, the surgical need, understanding the, the anat anatomy, but not just the classical anatomy, uh, it, uh, thinking in the radiological anatomy, in tissue, that it is the best tissue to segment, then moving from the 3D planning and printing, and then finishing to in the quantification of imaging, because it's, this is also a part, interesting part, uh, and uh, it's related with, uh, with uh, analysis of, of imaging. And that's why the, we, we, we decide to, to create the, the course, just first to, to have our own skills, to have our, our, our own uh, uh, students, to prepare them to be part of the, of the, of the uh, um, or, or team, but also we decide to uh, spread the, the course uh, over the over the hospital and, and to share with the, the, the others. Amazing. That's that's a very long journey. And I think it is going to impact a lot of people. And people really need to know, because I do understand there is a difference in the language, the way we converse when we are talking about 3D planning and those languages and those file structures. And you need to know all of that. And uh, then you need to have your, uh, you know, the skill set which you need to build up with the course. Definitely. So tell us, uh, uh, Arnaud, can you tell us more about your course? Yeah. Um, well, that's that's a course uh, that covers, as Joseph said, Agab. We didn't find courses like that in, in, the, in the market, and that's why we decided to create it our own, basically coming from the unmet need and from a hospital. So being vendor agnostic, let's say, uh, so focusing on the need and the process uh, that, and, the, and the skills that we found that we lacked in, in, the, in the team and that we needed. So it's a course that goes directly to uh, uh, surgeons. We have a, uh, of the people coming to the course that are surgeons, a third that are radiologists or special uh, specialty in, in imaging and then engineers or technical side. And we try to mix these three teams, making it a reality. It's a, a postgraduate course that it's accredited by the University of Polytechnic of Catalonia uh, and the Medical Academy of, of uh, um, Catalonia also, and with eight weeks course, international course, eight weeks with uh, theory online being blended, and then uh, one week of practical classes uh, with face-to-face -face courses. And also now we are 
in pandemic, but before it was very nice because people from abroad came here and can touch, print, uh, plan. And the practical classes uh, are one of the main outcomes of, of it. So, um, and that's something, an idea that, that was built by Jose, but that I think it's really nice as an image because we try to make students the first day on Monday of practical classes, we provide a clinical case as if it was in the hospital. And on Friday, they have to deliver with the multidisciplinary team the whole planning of that surgery. And they have to defend that in front of, of the teachers. And they have to not only create the planning, but also cutting guides, uh, printing models, everything. So uh, we hope that this, and that's what we've seen, it's a very transversal course so that they can then apply all this knowledge to their daily life. Amazing. And one, yeah, so some of the most amazing things that we found is that in, in these three years that the course started three years ago, is that we used uh, real cases from our hospital to, to as a, as a exercises. And uh, uh, we propose uh, from the groups of students some plannings and, and some uh, proposals of printing. And uh, you can't imagine how amazing planifications are, how amazing solutions they provide us uh, as a, a new uh, professionals and new experts. And uh, uh, we always uh, wait the new uh, amazing and uh, new math yes. and new funny solutions from, from the study, from, from the students. And that, that's for us, it's... Uh, in fact, we are now in the middle of uh, the Barcelona okay. course. And uh, so we are expecting the solutions from the students. and. Uh, it's it's uh, always funny and always amazing uh, how they uh, they they build up so so fast uh, the the knowledge and the, the structure of how to plan really. Wow. Yeah. So how what do you think about three D printing in terms of cost? Because what I've heard is that three you know this is like generally said that cost is a barrier to you know implementation of the technology. So how do you perceive this? I think so the reason to ask you is because, you know, somebody would do the course and then what about the implementation? If, you know, it comes to the machinery, it comes to the software. So, and so people kind of get a little critical about that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think it's a really, really good question. Um, and I think it, it, it have a cost. So in fact, when we talk about challenges of applying this new technology, one of the main challenges is the cost of technology, machinery, but also materials. And then that you don't really have a reimbursement yet in most of the countries yes. for these kind yes. of cases. So uh, we, we are lacking uh, the real uh, uh, environment, administrative, regulatory, and uh, in terms of cost also to have it uh, perfectly uh, in the point of implementation. However, uh, there's plenty of literature that shows the uh, improvement in, in times of uh, surgery, the improvement in quality, the improvement in outcomes and results, the improvement in security. And I think at the end, if you have it well done, well uh, protocolized, um, and you use it for the cases that are really needed and that brings the most value, it pays off. But I think one of the main problems, and that's something that we discussed and that we try to improve internally in our unit, uh, happens mainly is that, that um, Applying 3D printing is not just printing a uh, bone part of the patient. Uh, maybe for that, you just with a virtual uh, reality or a virtual image and planning it's enough. Uh, but 
uh, you have to bring those things that are tools really for the surgeon that will help on the on the surgery. Yeah, very true. It is a combination of I think all three things together: the material, the the structures that you have to print, and the need of the patient if there is really a need or not. Dr. Joseph, would you like to add something to this? Uh, uh, no, 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 not so much because uh, that as I now said, that we we are uh, pushing. Um, uh, trying to uh, convince the, the policies that uh, this is a reality right. you know, uh, for, uh, in some kind of surgeries, yeah. not all the surgeries. And as FDA and uh, the American Society of Radiology, they are uh, very advanced in, in this area. Europe, we are uh, not, not so, so far, but uh, we think that at least for our part in, in the 3D department and uh, now we are pushing to, to convince uh, and to, to, to define really what are the, the real uh, uh, cases that we need 3D and at least try to uh, monitorize this. Because if not, it will be difficult yeah. really, really to apply in the daily uh, practice. Yeah, that's true. And this is, this is important. I'm sorry, this Very is important. Very important, yeah. And I think that uh, in, in the 3D community, uh, this is one of the, the, the ideas that uh, should be more discussed. The, the standardization and also the uh, high value care uh, define it for some diseases, but apply it and try to define as a community which ones are the, the goals for, and try to push to the policies that for the recognition of this, of this 3D uh, 3D printings or plannings or uh, guides, whatever we decide, but we need as a community to, to push in Europe. Yeah. Because uh, remember that we have, we had the, the in, in May, the MDR, and uh, so we need to be as, as, as more clear and as more packet as a, as a community uh, in order to, to push and to decide what to do or what not to do. Yeah, very true. This is something which is need of the hour now. So that's very true. And I think every country and every uh, area has to specifically, every hospital, like you can say, that has to push it in a, in a common direction so that we can come to a common goal and really achieve, uh, because this is really helping patients. But uh, I think the challenge is not a, such a big challenge. That's something that cannot be done. So uh, it's, it's about the people who need to take those measures and help us out on that, definitely. Anything that you feel I did not ask? I love the conversation. <laughs> I love it also. I think there's many, many topics to tackle in, in this technology. Um, yeah. Maybe I, I would add just uh, future pr uh, prospects that we have, if, if we may. So where we are going now. So we have a 3D yes. planning unit with uh, mm -hmm. 200 cases a year. Um, wow, and, that's and, a big number. <laughs> and a multidisciplinary team. <laughs> Um, and we are focusing in eight uh, specialties and growing. Uh, we are going through the uh, final case of certification, so following the MDR standards, uh, but where we are going in the future. And I think uh, um, we have to advance in uh, what we said, new materials, new technologies that yes. are more, more patient-like, that have lo lower costs, and that can be applied at the point of care, and, and also pushing on, on terms of, of regulation. And uh, in new applications, uh, I will just start and, and leave Joseph to develop on that. But uh, one thing that we are really closely looking at is how to move 
planning from before surgery to online during surgery. And I think here, yeah. Giuseppe can, can explain a little bit more and develop on that. Yeah, <clears throat> just, just to explain an experience that we are performing. This is a pilot study that it is part of two uh, PhD from students of all hospitals and led by the maxillofacial department. Uh, the, 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 this study is focusing in just to, um, to analyze uh, in patients with uh, maxillofacial surgery, so distractions, for example, or, or osteotomies, uh, uh, we, uh, during the surgery, we perform a, a 3D comparison and real time between the planification, not just the, the, the scan before the planification, we, we can do the comparison between the planification and just the uh, city. We, we have a, a, a combined city, so we perform a study during the surgery. Oh, okay. So we compare the images, we compare the images, the, the, there is uh, always a, a technician from imaging and all, uh, 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 also it's Mar uh, Marta Yats, who is the, the, the engineer doing the planning. And uh, they, she compares the, the relations, she compares the, the images uh, in the, the STLs. And if there is a lack of difference, uh, she just talks directly with the surgeon who is in the, in the room, in the surgical room, and uh, says, just move two, one, two millimeters in that, this direction. So in one surgery, they correct, they, they do the correction of the, of the surgery. And that's, that's uh, the, the, the example that, that are now said. So we are moving the 3D or to a 3D, real-time 3D in operational room. Wow. That's, that's uh, for us uh, one of our challenges. I think that's amazing because I think you can save a lot of time with that and you can also bring closer, the, the accuracy can be even more. And so it's, it's interesting. Yeah. And especially with, I think you're talking about orthognathic surgeries, if I understood. Yeah, yeah. so that's amazing. Yeah. That's, that's a, I hope uh, all the best and <laughs> I hope we have something new and we will await your scientific publications with so many cases. So yeah, do keep us posted. Amazing. That was an interesting conversation. Thank you for coming here and taking that time out. I would uh, ask my uh, listeners to actually go to the show notes area, look out for the link, which will lead you to the 3D expert course. At least look out for the course and you will then understand uh, what are the areas covered. And it's an interesting area. And we have people who are teaching it from years together with so much of experience. And thank you for sharing all of that with us. Thank you, Richard. And thank you for the thank you for the invitation. It was a pleasure to be Absolute here. Thank you. Talk. Thank you. I have put in the work to make sure you thoroughly enjoy the show and find something new to learn. See you next week with an amazing guest. Till then, stay strong and keep learning. And now to our sponsors. This podcast is sponsored by Reconstructive Healthcare Solutions Private Limited a startup on 3D printing consulting and services. If you are looking for a 3D printing service or consulting in India, connect with Reconstructive Healthcare Solutions Private Limited, incubated at Indian Institute of Technology, New Delhi. Connect for your first 30 minutes of consultation on any medical 3D printing project that you plan to start. The link 
to the 30 minute call is there in the description of the podcast thank you for listening to the surgeons in 3d printing podcast life is a work in progress what matters at the end is the journey